exclusive podcast from Impact 89 FM. WDBM East Lansing. Welcome to Impact Exposure. Exposure is 88.9 The Impact's one-hour forum discussing relevant issues affecting the MSU community. And now, tonight's Exposure. This is the Impact Exposure. My name is Wes. I want to thank you for joining us. And of course, this is the first Tuesday of the month, which as always means sexposure time. The entire show dedicated to sex health issues uh, here at MSU. And we're joined, as always, by Dr. D and the rest of the uh, the gang from Olin Health Center. Everybody, uh, why don't you say hi to the listening audience? Hey, hello. What's, up? All right. What's going on? Sounds <laughs> like a choir in here, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> sounds, sounds good to me, though. Um, and of course, we'll be doing uh, our, our regular question of the day. We've got prize packs to give away. Uh, definitely a show worth tuning into. And of course, once we get started with all of that, the number to call in four three two three eight nine three. What do you think? Should we get started on the question now? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm so torn because right now they could be listening to Impact, or they could be over at Olin where the open house is going on till seven o'clock, right? Seven thirty. So run over there and get some pizza. Grab your radio, put it near your, your thing. <laughs> Cell phone on the other ear. Run over there, grab some pizza, listen to us, and call in. Yeah. Hey, yeah, if they can manage that, they deserve the prize pack. Yeah, they can. Just watch out for the traffic. <laughs> We're not open for cuts and bruises tonight. <laughs> Just pizza. Just pizza and an open house. Well, that, yeah, it's going on. So it's a. Uh, actually, about another half an hour left. So if, if anyone's near the area, that's definitely worth checking out. Um, well, now we've got a lot to cover today. I'm looking over our our list. There's uh, it's a full plate, really. Um, it's a full plate. It is no a full plate. No, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty pumped about the question. I remember you guys were talking about it just before we started, and uh, I, I kind of want to get going with it. I just want to see what people uh, should we tell them what the prize pack is? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the prize pack today. Um, well, just to, so you all know, we're going to be talking about food and sex and loving your body and everything. So the prize pack is condoms, chocolate, and flavored lube. Hey. Olin all right. so, always provides. And oh, definitely. <laughs> you can specify dark or regular chocolate. Hmm? All right. you know, yeah, that's the yeah. whole aphrodisiac definitely. idea. Yeah. Dark yeah. chocolate yeah. or milk chocolate or bitter yeah. chocolate. Or <laughs> well, we might up the ante a bit, too, as we go along yeah, for we callers. We'll throw other things in there that, that, that are complimentary. Absolutely. So right. you gotta, you know, you got to really entice It was funny because I was walking out in the building with the folks, and somebody said, what's the show on tonight? I said, well, it's food food and sex. And somebody said, what, you're going to talk about bananas? <laughs> I said, no, not just bananas. Come, come quads bananas and everything else. Bananas is on our list, though. Bananas is on our list. So what was the question today? Well, today's question, uh, now we, we kind of talked about the phrasing of this, so mm-hmm. correct me if I've got it right, but uh, what is the thing that you like about your body the most? Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, it's really, what do you love about your body? Love about talking, your body. Yeah, we're and promoting. Not just like, but not just, just love. We're talking about love, love your body day is coming up pretty soon. So what, question of the day, what do you love about your body? So like October 18th. Body part? That yeah. could be what you love. It could be. Sure. Mm-hmm. Or it could or just be something parts. in general, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You love that your body is Yes, exactly. I like how strong I am. Yeah, I, I like serious. my head. <laughs> we all like your head. Just remember we're on radio. <laughs> we should talk about that. <laughs> yes, of course. So, yeah, uh, when, you, when you call up, you know, please yeah. keep that in mind. But uh, <laughs> we haven't had any problems today that, that I know of, at least. So I think we should no. be okay. But, again, the number for that, 432-3893. Uh, you know, uh, we're, we've got prize packs waiting for uh, for some creative answers. Uh, some honest answers, though, hopefully. So, But, re- again, the reason uh, for uh, for the, the question uh it will be a Love Your Body Day uh, yep. on October 18th. October 18th. Mm-hmm. So uh, what, what's it all about? What is Love Your Body um, Day all about? Well, you know, I mean, it's really, sometimes it's difficult for people to love their bodies. And I think this is a difficult question that we're asking people. And a lot of people might feel like if they say something they like about themselves that they're, I don't know, being conceited or something. And, and it's a lot easier to find something negative about your body mm-hmm. than it is positive. So it's really something to think about. And... Um, Love Your Body Day actually has a website. Um, I found it online. And they do say that 80% of women are dissatisfied with their appearance. And, you know, it's not only women that feel that way. Also men, too. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely something to talk about because that's a huge number. Sure, yeah. And, I mean, uh, you know, of course, we, we always hear the statistics about uh, eating disorders and things like that. I mean, a very serious topic. But, of course, mm-hmm. it, you know, there's also... Well, you, you make a great point. I mean, because when you put that question out there right away, people would say, well, I know what I don't like. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But sure. it's harder to find out what you love about something and, and actually talk about it in a manner in which you feel good about it and you're not coming across as conceited. So mm-hmm. it's a right. good point. Yeah, well, think absolutely. about how often you're with a group of people and how many times do they say, wow, I looked in the mirror today and said, love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty rare. I think that's ever happened, you know? It's, it's, 
Yeah, yeah and I'm sure looking in the bathroom mirror after your shower, you're not like, yeah, I look fantastic. You know, yeah. it's always like, oh, I wish I could lose that. Or, you know, there's, yeah, it's much mm-hmm. easier to do that. It's just yeah. a different frame of looking at yourself. Absolutely. You know, I've actually done things with this because, um, you know, body image means something I'm interested in. And it's amazing how I've actually asked a couple people just, you know, what's your favorite part of your body? And it's amazing the hesitation that you get. Mm-hmm. Like, the, uh, you can just see it. It's just they have to rack their brain. And that's pretty right. sad. Yeah, if you were to ask them to write down five things they don't like about their body mm-hmm. or five things they do, it'll be a lot shorter time to write down the five sure, things sure. than it would be the... F- I mean, I'm victim of that, too. Mm-hmm. Most we people in our culture are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, not me. I look fantastic. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was just yeah. going to say. I'm- you look great. Well, and I'm sure I sound <laughs> handsome, too. Oh, and now and you'll get a signed picture of Wes. <laughs> <laughs> It's on a, it's on a bearskin rug, if that helps. But, you know, I, I, I teach a class in psychology of human sexuality, and I always ask the students, I said, how many of you can stand in front of the mirror in the morning and say, I look good, and I like what I, what I see, but what did we usually focus on? You know, we actually did a regression exercise last week. I asked them to all regress to age 12 and draw a picture of themselves at age 12. All of you do that out there right now. Draw a picture of yourself as you saw yourself at age 12. And you would see that many of them will draw a picture that shows the deficiencies they th- thought. You know, it's either their hair or their breast or the penis or their legs. Or some people just draw a stick figure. And there's a lot about that. Then you ask them, how many of you still hold that body image today? And many of them still hold that same image. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Up yeah. to today. Yeah. I remember seeing a uh, special on uh, on anorexia one time, and they they laid out the big you know uh, the big butcher paper sheets, and, and people laid on it, and then you know had their had their their outline traced, and then they'd get up and say, "Oh, that that can't be. That's impossible." You know, they would they even you know an exact you know image of their body. They refused to to believe it. You know. Well, that's and, because what really is the definition of body image? Mm-hmm. It's right. not what we are. It's how we perceive ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that would be a perfect example of that. It's sometimes if you ask someone, um, and same kind of idea, not to draw it, but but not to lay down and trace it, but just to draw their own, and often it'll be a much larger, larger view than what they actually are. Right, it's right. the same kind of idea. It's because it's what you see inside your head, not what you actually right. see in the mirror. Yeah, and along a similar vein, you know, if I step on the scale, I'm usually surprised that it's lower than what I thought. You know, I like, oh, I, I thought I'd be, you know, over. Well, whatever it is, so yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I think we're all, think we're all guilty of that. But yeah, Reality, but it's to find out like where where perceptions like that come from. I mean, what is it? I mean, you know, obviously you can point to the media. Do you do you guys well, think yeah, that's the really, case? I think I radio, mean, especially. No. Yeah. <laughs> Radio's always projecting radio. that image. <laughs> but you know, you bring up a good point because we we blame so much on the media. But you know, if I was to ask you folks, Rhonda made the comment that it's from perception. Where do you get your perceptions of your body image? I mean, where do you who do you think contributes to that? Is it always just the media? Are we always just going to blame the media? Do what about where do you get yours from? Family and friends yeah. can be huge, huge mm. impact. If your mom is constantly on a diet mm. your whole right. life, uh-huh. you're going to feel like you should be on a diet too. Mm-hmm. Or even the other way around, if you know, if you, whatever image you grew up with it definitely has a has an effect on you. Whether it's you know too big, too small, or not even too big. That's another you know subjective right. yeah. you know exactly. There. We've got a, a caller on the line right now. We're gonna right. pop over there to see if what uh, what the the thing they like most about their body. All right, thanks for calling. Uh, what is it that you like the most about your body? <laughs> not on there apparently. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, our, Kevin, our engineer, on the phone right now, so we're going to have to hold Trying off to on that. Trying to get him back. <laughs> yeah, so fantastic. It's radio gold. We'll get back to that one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I just got a little too excited. Uh, for, for calling, but apparently. they can call in with, with a question, too, right? Absolutely. Oh, oh yes, 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 absolutely. Not in just response yeah. to the... Yeah. You don't have to answer yeah. our question. You can ask one of your own, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> Put us on the spot. We're, we're willing to <laughs> do Friends that, and family so. are definitely... I just wanted to pop in with this. Sure, yeah. Friends and family, you know, you can get that, but... Back to the media, and this is something I've noticed recently, and I hate to bring this up again. I'm sorry, because Britney Spears is oh, everywhere. God. I'm mm. sorry, but but this is, you know, the stuff, the, the flack that she got over her body, because she was, she was fat wearing this bra and whatever she was wearing, and the media that she, or any, like, the media, like, the pressure she was feeling was probably... Insane. I mean, it was not everywhere. I mean, how do you think she felt about herself? Yeah, it's Britney Spears. But, you know, she's a person too. Right. And I just thought that was ridiculous. It was everywhere, and it made me really, really sad. I was actually surprised to hear it when when people started criticizing her for that. I mean, yeah, criticized her for plenty of other things, but uh, right. you know, but but yeah, that. I mean, I, I remember watching first it. And, before, you right, know. music yeah, but... or the boring performance <laughs> yeah, exactly. or her <laughs> crazy of antics of late. <laughs> you know, things you can criticize anybody for. But yeah, I, I remember wa- seeing a clip of it and being surprised. So. All right, well, I'm getting flagged by, by multiple people that we now have our caller available for uh, comment. Thanks for calling the Impact Sexposure. Uh, what, what is your comment or question? Uh, 
Well, you guys were talking about, um, you know, whether and you know what parts of your body that you like, and it, you wanted callers to call in. Yeah. I just wanted to say that I like my jawline; it makes me feel astute. I got one of those kind of sharp ones, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now, do you get do you get attention from other folks for for this reason too? I mean, do do ladies seem to uh, like the, the yeah, sharp jawline? Yeah, they they seem to like it. <laughs> I like. That's, I like. That's a good. That's, yeah, that's, that's a good <laughs> reason. Good. Absolutely. And it, yeah, uh, I mean, what what is it? Is there a certain uh, thing that the the, the jawline says about uh, people, Doctor D? Is there? A... I think that he's you know he's astute in picking out from other people what they like about him, and that's where we pick it up. Mm-hmm. People make comments about certain things on, on a person's body, and, and you kind of internalize that, and you go, "Yeah, I'm proud of this." <laughs> no, I don't like that. So I think he's pretty astute at, at yeah. reading some of the perceptions out there. Great. Okay. Well, I appreciate your calling. Uh, stay on the line. We'll definitely hook you up with a we'll uh, prize pack. Yeah, cool prize pack. We'll stick in a jawline <laughs> jawbreaker. measurer. A jawbreaker, yeah. We'll put a jawbreaker. <laughs> Well, of course, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be fielding that question all night as well. So if, uh, if you have a, a great answer for that, uh, the number again, 432-3893. And we're, we're talking right now about uh, you know, where this body image comes from. We were t- just talking about you know, media. Britney Spears is obviously a great example of that. Uh, but we started to touch on, on the friends and family thing too. And uh, I mean, it, I'm going to see what you guys think. I mean, is it is a, usually a negative perception that usually you think comes from, from your, your immediate friends and family? Or is it just everything? I mean, is it a positive one too? I mean, I guess, <clears throat> excuse me, from personal experience, I, I guess maybe I've been pretty lucky. I've always had people who really, really supported me, um, both family and friends. Mm-hmm. Anytime I had anything negative to say about myself, you know, <clears throat> what are you talking about? I mean, you're beautiful, you're this, you're that, the other. And I have a very supportive, wonderful boyfriend and family and friends. So, I mean, does anyone has anyone else had negative experiences? Well, I can speak to that in terms of what I do. I'm Rhonda. I'm the nutritionist at Olin. And... I've worked with many, many students who have had issues in their home environment where the feeling of needing to be thin was sort of passed down from generation to generation. And many, and families where second generation of eating disorders are occurring because the value of being thin is very important in the family. And that's why there are books, for example, such as Like Mother, Like Daughter. And it can be not necessarily mothers passing down the message, but just our culture or just mm-hmm. someone in the family or in your immediate group that passes that generation down about the value of your body being being within a certain criteria, which is usually thinner, or your BMI between 20 and 25, or any any of those types of criteria. So there is actually, it's a huge, uh, significant factor for many, many families. And it's not just women. I mean, it, it happens with men, too. And I, I, again, with personal experience, I know someone who was a guy who was pushed and pushed and pushed by his family to be a better athlete. And, you know, you've all heard these stories. And and he ended up very, very thin. And more, he wasn't happy, you know, and he had that pressure, you know, to take it one step further, right. and, you know, with his athletics, and it was kind of sad. So it's not just women. Mm-hmm. Right. Nope, definitely. I think we sometimes we forget that. Yeah, we do, and that's mm-hmm. unfortunate. But. Well, I think we're starting to see some of the effects of what we call this helicopter generation of parents who are really just hover over the kids, and some of these parents don't even know they're doing it. They'll make comments now and then about you, what you look like, or you need to do this, or you need to do that, or even some of the model behavior they do. Uh, some of them won't even know, and I know Rhonda can can attest to this, that sometimes parents don't even know they're giving these messages to, to you know, their sons and daughters, uh, and they are, and they can be really uh, impactful. They are actually doing it with the intent of being very helpful. Right. Like, do you really want mm-hmm. to eat that? Don't you think you're gaining weight? Don't you think that, you know, you're going to get, you're getting a little chubby? You know, like even when kids grow, that they grow one way height-wise or weight-wise and then the other way, and it sort of evens out over time if you let it. But for some people, they're so afraid, especially with the focus now on childhood obesity, that kids are going to get fat and stay there. And so that can be a real problem emotionally for kids. Right. That's an excellent point. Uh, we have uh, another caller right now to see what they have to say about our, our running question for the night. What, uh, what is the thing you like most about your body? All right, caller, go ahead. Uh, what is it that you like most about your body? Hey. Hey, Hi, Erin. I like your enthusiasm, Uh, I'll tell you that. We're calling from the front desk of Olin. Oh, excellent. Well, how are things going down there? You know, we're holding down the 
for it. We have like over 200 people in the health wow. center, and awesome. it is crazy. Wow. Well, you you have like half a staff because we got the rest of them in here. I can tell you <laughs> yeah. that. Aaron, Aaron, we really miss you because we haven't said masturbation in the first five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want you to know we do miss you. <laughs> That's oh, why she's here. We need she you. She did. Yes. Right. We can always count on Aaron for that. <laughs> always can. You know you can. So, um, Brooke and Kelly and I are sitting here at customer service, and we're talking about the things that we love about our bodies. And I have to say my feet, because they're the sexiest part of my body. <laughs> All right. So now, what, what is it about your feet, then? Um, my toes are adorable, and I always have a <laughs> I would beg to oh, differ. She's <laughs> she wearing open-toed sandals too much in the office. <laughs> all the time, Dennis. Aaron, you're not supposed to wear open-toed sandals in the health center. You know that. It's a sanitary issue. How dare you? Nobody heard that. Well, <laughs> Nobody. Well, you got about 15 minutes left in that open house. Uh, you still got plenty of people down there? Yeah. we got plenty of people down here. So, hey, if you're listening right now, come on down because we've got lots of pizza We've got lots of prizes that we would love to share with everybody that walks through the door. Tell them your favorite body part at the front desk. Yes, exactly. That's a great way to get, get a free gift. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Come down and see me, and I'll tell you all about my feet. <laughs> if, if that doesn't move people, I don't know what You way. are not getting a prize pack for that. Oh, Forget thanks, it. thanks for you. She can put her own prize pack together. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right, guys. Have fun. All right, thanks, thanks a lot for calling, Aaron. Good Bye, luck Aaron. down there. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh man, Olin, it's uh, hopping down there. It sounds like I heard a lot of commotion in the background too. Well, they, they, they've, got, they've got root beer and they got pizzas and they've got all kinds of giveaways. It's just a hopping Lots place of prizes. tonight. Man, oh man, well, no, they... blood, no blood, no blood, no guts It's all fun. Uh, excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, so yeah, so getting back to the, the issue about uh, you know your body image, love your body. I mean. Uh, what what else would you guys like to add to this? I mean, it's a pretty important issue. I mean, especially with you know issues of, uh, you know, of eating disorders, things like that. You know, you you've got something to add. Um, I'd also just like to say it's dependent upon our, our uh, vision of what you know what is masculine and what is feminine. You see a lot of guys working out, you know, two hours in the gym every day to get that look, you know, and you you also see girls doing it too. So it comes down to you know what is our definition of feminine and, and masculine. Mm-hmm. Well, now, uh, Doctor D, I've got a question for you on this now. I, I, I hear, you know, occasionally about statistics about, uh, you know, eating disorders among men being something that's that's not talked about. Men are reluctant to admit it. I mean, do we do we have an idea about what sort of percentage that, uh, of men that eating disorders affect? I mean, is there a way to accurately gauge well, that? Well, Rhonda would have a better uh, oh. take on that because Rhonda really does it. But, you know, I think we underestimate <laughs> the topic tonight because, I mean, body image is so important to so many people. Uh, whether it should be or not, it is. And you, all you have to do is walk around campus or walk around anywhere, and you see people who are constantly focused on it or trying to, uh, what they think, improve or whatever. And, and my, I hope my dear wife is not listening tonight. <laughs> but there, there's... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I do, need, I do need to... I now, do when need you say to, that, you can guarantee that she's listening. She's right. She just tuned in. She calls Somebody want to call Colleen? <laughs> but, you know, it, it's... You know, on an everyday basis, uh, you know, people will say to their their mate or to their, their spouse or whatever, you know, how do I look? You know, and get up in the morning and, and they look in the mirror and, and they almost feel like the world's going to judge them on how they look, you know. And I look at my wife and I think she's beautiful, mm-hmm. absolutely beautiful, you know. But but that individual will look at themselves to what they believe the perception is. And I can tell her she looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I can tell her that. And many times, you know, she doesn't accept it because, yeah. you know. You have to love me. And it's hard sometimes because if you if you are the partner of somebody who has you know uh, you know a lot of uh, thoughts about body image, sometimes you get frustrated too because you look at them and you go, "Wow, you're beautiful," and they go, "No, I'm not." Right. I've got this and I've got that. And so, you know, it's tough. Yeah, at the you same know, time, I mean, oh, sorry, no, go ahead. No, I was just thinking, you reminded me of there's a Hallmark card you can buy. Unfortunately, there are very a lot of weight-focused, body-image-focused cards. But one of them is um, a man and a woman walking, and she says, do I look fat in this? And there's a little bubble over his head that says, do I look stupid? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) And you know, it's not just about your partner or your spouse or anything. I I know I ask my roommates all the time, do I look okay before I go out? Mm -hmm. And then I doubt what they say. What what do you mean by that when you say that, though? Oh, what like you, what? What, what am I? Am I wearing the right thing? It does it look okay on me? Does it make me look fat? Is my hair done okay? Is my makeup okay? Mm-hmm. It just goes on and on. So you're looking. <laughs> are you actually <laughs> looking? For, are you actually looking for them to say it to say, doesn't look good, or are you not, satisfied if they yeah, say? What it if looks yeah. they said you look? You, I gotta watch my language. But what if they said you look not good? 
You know, I, mean, I, I do want to hear that I look good, obviously. Right. I'm sure everyone does. You'd be shocked if they said you didn't. Mm-hmm. If they, right. Yeah, you know, yeah. Would, yeah. So why ask? Honestly, it's a little exactly. too brutal why in that case, I, I guess. Yeah. Know. But see, that's the thing. I mean, I've, I've had friends who just, like, yeah. they'll just extremely blunt about it. And, it, mm-hmm. you know, usually I'm not entirely excited about that. But, you know, sometimes it is kind of good to hear. I mean, it's it's it that, that realism of, like, you know. What's good to hear, Wes? The, the, just the, the, that honest opinion from your friend, like uh, that, that kind of direct but communication. if you don't accept what they say is good about you, why would you accept no, something well, else? No, my, well, my point being that, that I mean, I'll always, I'll always believe what they say. I mean, I'll always take it as, as honesty. Sometimes it, it stings a little more than others is my point. <laughs> so you're saying they're bluntly like, no, you look Yeah, you look crummy. Like, I'm just going to say like, oh. Well, yeah. You know the scenario. Somebody will say, you know, how do I look? And you say, great. And you say, no, how do I really look? You look great. No, how do I really look? Well, you look a little chubby. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> the trap. I knew it. Right. Yeah. It's like, no, you didn't. But that's what there, you're saying. It's a no-win situation. What I right. usually tell people, don't even respond to that question right. because it's a no-win situation. If the person doesn't feel good about themselves no matter what, you're not really going to make them feel mm-hmm. better in the long run. It's a temporary sort of Especially if you say something negative. <laughs> and as, as someone who has dealt with <clears throat> major body image issues in my past, I mean, I've through a lot of just education and, you know, work within myself, I've gotten to the point where I don't even ask that question anymore. I mean, I don't ask that of my boyfriend. I don't ask that of my friends because anyone who knows me knows that I will throw on my Bud King of Beers sweatshirt or my <laughs> my Marines t-shirt and, and I just go out because I'm me and I know that that kind of stuff doesn't, and I'm happy mm-hmm. like that. And I know that that doesn't define me. And if there's a day where I feel like doing my hair and doing my makeup and, putting something that's a little tighter on, I'm okay with it because that's what I want and it's not who who I you am. You don't have to be. Exactly. Yeah. I don't want to, have but... to be. I can be beautiful wearing a sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. So people that's often cool. ask, yeah. how do I get from where you know I am with a negative body image, for example, mm-hmm. if they say that to me, to where you are, where you feel really good about yourself? I mean, where's the self-help manual that gives oh. you exactly the five steps to do it so that you can feel good? <laughs> and there really isn't one. No. There isn't. It's, it's a such a complicated, because like you were saying, there's so many factors. There's, you know, the impact of media, family, friends, but a lot of it is just your own vision of yourself. Absolutely. Right, and for students on campus who are concerned about that, I know that um, Ruby is starting up, which is... Um, body image so there are resources absolutely do you want to explain what ruby is or oh well we'll, we'll get to that okay. in just one moment we have a caller oh, coming in right now and, uh, let's find out another great. their answer to our uh, question of the night what is the thing you like most about your body all right and go ahead caller what is the thing you like most about your body hi um what i love most about my body is my outer thighs <laughs> your outer thighs <laughs> Yeah. Cool. Um, so now what? Great. Yeah. Okay. Now I've been asking this about other folks who've called in, naming their favorite parts. What What is it about the outer thighs? Well, um, I started running a few years ago, and I noticed as I started getting more physically active that they became more um, strong and muscular, and I just really liked how it was a reflection on my health. So is it, is it, it's not just a health thing; it's also a self esteem thing. It sounds. Oh, of course. I mean, it's, it gives you confidence, you know, and I see how strong I am. I, I know what I've done and all the exercise I've done, and it just makes me feel good about myself to see that I've achieved something that's good for my body. Now, now Dr. D, you're kind of well, smiling. Well, you know, I, yeah, I always hesitate because, <laughs> you know, you want to ask these questions face-to-face to people, but if nobody else commented on your outer thighs, would you just be happy with the way you thought they looked? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy all the time with them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not, not when you're on drugs. I mean, are you happy? <laughs> Look at them. I'm cool with them. <laughs> I really commend you on how you can connect it to your health. It's not just because, I mean, yeah, you may think they look sexy, but it's also great that it just... Well, yeah, I noticed that was the first more. thing she said, too. It was yeah. and yeah. I, I really not the size clothes you wear. Exactly. I noticed that. Right. I noticed right. that was right. the first thing you said, so mm. I appreciate right that. Absolutely. I mean, some, so many times people connect health and body image with a yeah. weight, a size, uh, mm-hmm. certain mm-hmm. something, something number related. Yeah. Yeah. I think the key thing she said was it made her feel good about herself. And that's, that's what it's all about right mm-hmm. there. Well, so it's, it's her choice. If she can look at herself and say, I like my outer thighs. I don't care what anybody else thinks. Then, then that's probably that's the, the definition part, of health. Yeah. Right. That's you're free to do what you want to do because you can, you can have crummy looking outer thighs and still be healthy. And feel good about it. If somebody wants to feel good about who they are and their body size, and Rhonda can talk to us much better than I can, you can still be of health. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. You don't have to have the perfect thighs, but we're glad you do. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well spoken from the Olin Health Center. Happy with what you have. Well, thanks a lot for calling. I'm going to put you back on hold with uh, Kevin to win your fabulous prize pack. Okay, thank you. 
Thanks. All right. Well, now we're we're moving right along here. Just looking yeah. at the time, we're only twenty five minutes into the hour. We're still talking about body image. We got yeah. so much no, to cover I know. tonight. I gotta get the My goodness. Sex into it. Yeah. yeah of course, this is sex exposure. Body image is great, but we got to get to the, the well. You know, one the of the good, things the that stuff. we usually talk about in this segment is how does your body image affect your sexuality? Mm-hmm. Right. You know? yeah. And I think that's really important to talk about because it does affect. For example, if you don't like to be seen naked by yourself or anyone else, it can affect. We can say that, can't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, laughing. You're laughing at me, Dennis. So. No, I'm laughing because okay. it's the question I asked last week when I asked people, what's, what's a turnoff to, uh, <laughs> in sex in this class? And almost categorically, all the women put a turnoff was lights on. Wow. <laughs> and why is that? Why is If it? they were yeah. comfortable with their bodies, would they would feel they the same right? way? Yeah. Or right. they'd be saying, yes. <laughs> they, they didn't like to moan either. That was the other thing they didn't like. Oh, okay. <laughs> so quiet. Quiet so, in the so dark. No, no sight, no sound. As little sensory experience as possible. Exactly. Yeah. But Ron, she makes a good point there. <laughs> because it was funny because the men, the men mostly said categorically they want the lights on because most men are visual. And the women really wanted the lights off. And I really think it has a lot to do with the body image. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I'm sure it does. Right. And if you don't really like your body, maybe you won't feel as the ability to say no if you want to say no. Maybe you'll accept a partner or take a partner that you think, well, maybe this is the best I can get. Right. So how yeah. your whole sexual experience may be different because you don't you don't really like yourself. Yeah, well, I mean, anyways. you know, by the, by the same token, I mean, I've definitely had uh, girlfriends where I think, like, she's so hot. Why is she with me? You know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, we can talk to you about that, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, yeah, we'll save that till after yeah. this, yeah. <laughs> Call in and you can be Wes's next date. <laughs> What? Call in and tell me what's wrong with me. Uh, but again, we're, while we're talking about calling in, I just want to drop the number again, 432-3893. Again, the question of the night, what is the thing you like most about yourself? Uh, and, and just kind of looking down the uh, sort of our itinerary for the night, I just kind of – what caught my eye was the uh, – remember that they would not be with you right now if they didn't think you were sexy. I guess that's the converse of – of the, the uh, self-esteem yeah. image issue that I just mentioned. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, that struck me too because yeah. I, I've been told like – you're sexy. You're beautiful. That's right. why. I mean, it's not why I'm with you, but it's part of why. But it goes beyond physical too. Oh, I mean, absolutely. They, you know, I yeah. mean, I, that that really did strike me, and that has meant a lot to me mm-hmm. in my relationship. And that that's so true because you hear it all the time. Like, well, you know, they would think you're beautiful, but like, I really understand that now, and and it's so true. It's so why tra- do, yeah. I wish everyone could feel that way. Why do people have such a hard time accepting that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why. It's a good question, and uh, you know. So we, if somebody we, has the answer. Feel free. To I was call just about it. to say, yeah. well, you're going to take my job. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, again, four three two three eight nine three. Any of the questions we're asking tonight, if you've got a you know opinion on that, or just have a an answer to our, our, our question of the night, feel free to give us a call at that number again, four three two three eight nine three. So now, you know, we we talked about this that uh, you know. The other person is there for for you, whether that's you know an element of, of physical reasons, if it's you know emotional. I mean, it's it's the whole package mm-hmm. really. Uh, and and you know, looking down this this list again, uh, seeing that uh, uh, you know you, you really don't need to compare yourself. I think is an excellent point as well. I mean, especially you know the media images. Uh, and I, I've I've been guilty of this too. Like, well, I don't you know I don't have a six pack. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know this. I know that. But you know, that's the, that's probably the least important thing to be concerned with. Yeah, the joke the joke in therapy about this used to be that. Why would you want to walk in a room and worry about what people are thinking about you? Because usually they're too worried about what you're thinking of them. It's true. It's yeah. true. I mean, you walk in a room and you think everyone's looking at you. It's kind of an egotistical yeah. kind of concept. Because yeah. <laughs> everyone else is going, do I look good? Do I look bad? And so everyone's doing it. But, but it does affect. I mean, my question to you, all of you, is do you think that if you really don't and I look at Rhonda sometimes, I think she's going to throw something at me when I say, ask these questions. But if you really don't love your body, if you really don't love your body, can you really love somebody else? It's hard. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 no, was, I just throw that out there. I think <laughs> silence. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> but it, it's a really good question. Can, I think you can love someone else, but I think there's something that's missing in terms of the relationship being reciprocal, mm-hmm. and you're you're keeping a space of yourself separate mm-hmm. from giving to that person mm-hmm. because there's part of yourself you don't you don't feel worthy of giving. That would be my initial reaction to that question. It's sort of a, a situation yeah. where there's a, there's a lack of trust because you're having this person that you love and, and mm-hmm. most likely loves you back mm-hmm. telling you that they think you're beautiful, and you're like, okay, I believe everything else you say, but I don't believe that. And it's kind of a trust thing. That's a good mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Jackie, did you have a, a point to make? I see Dr. D pointing no. at you. I was, wondering if I was thinking the exact same thing Rhonda said, that how can you have that relationship and be that close if you yourself are reserved and... Mm-hmm. 
I think it would be a better relationship if you loved yourself more. Sure. I mean, right. how, how good would we all feel if we just believed what someone, like, mm -hmm. if they told us something positive? But then think about the $50 billion diet industry oh, and yeah. how That's many people would be out of a job mm. if we didn't. I know I'm being a little sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> Ally weight loss. Yeah. <laughs> what about those people? Yeah, I mean, that we, I mean, really, there is a market to make people not feel good about about themselves, mm -hmm. and so there's a huge financial mm -hmm. market that, that makes you know makes so much money out of that whole. You can make yourself better. Right. It's and amazing once you're aware of it how much you see it everywhere. Right. It's absolutely everywhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, between you know the the, the products that that get, make you gain weight, you know the McDonald's out there, and of course the the ones that okay, help you lose weight. We are going to get into that. I know. I don't believe that about McDonald's. <laughs> oh, you like the price too much to believe it. <laughs> Pardon? You like the fries too much to believe? No. no, no, that's another whole show because as I tell anyone who knows me, I tell people it's not about the food; it's about your relationship with food. That's true. That's a good point. So. But well, yeah, we. But, yeah. but speaking of food, though, speaking right? But you make that good point, Rhonda, because I think sex is also about your relationship with your body mm -hmm. and how you feel about your body. Because you know we've been HIV counselors for a long time, so we get a lot of chance to talk to people as they come in about mm -hmm. why they're having sex and stuff. And I think a lot of people don't like their body and they get involved with sex because they want to try to find some strength in their own body by giving that part of their body to somebody else, which is really not my philosophy about sex. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't give sex to somebody. It's something you have with somebody. So I think it's really hard. You ask about the relationship body image and sex. I think it's critical mm -hmm. that an individual, at least, and you know, when we're saying this about uh, loving your body, we're not saying every part and not everything out there. I mean, you can be dissatisfied or or, or, or uh, and not really happy with one part. It's not like you stand in front of the mirror. <laughs> I like every inch of those <laughs> cells out there. It's like you go. Dennis, some of us do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a couple of cells I don't know. But, <laughs> but it's, we're not saying that you have to be perfect in your own eyes. Mm -hmm. No, it's impossible. Yeah. But the thing is, there impossible. isn't such a thing as perfect, yep. and that's the most important thing. Exactly. Right. When people are trying to change their body to strive for perfection, or what their perception of perfection is, they miss the fact about who they really are and sort of accepting that, which really is, if you're going to think of perfect, that is perfection. Right, right. They're saying, you know what, I'm okay the way I am. Well, And speaking of the upside, we do have a, a caller with a, an answer to our question, what is the thing that you like most about your body? Uh, go ahead. What is the thing that you like the most about your body? Um, the thing I like most about my body would have to be my breasts. I'm sorry, your what? My my boobs. Oh, your boobs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I completely misheard you, that. You stunned West there for a minute. I know. <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry. Use the terminology. One more time. <laughs> no. uh, he looked in the control Use box the and wanted to make sure he yeah. could say breasts. So, <laughs> well, so what? What, is, what is it you like about your breasts? <laughs> well, I guess they're just bigger than most people's. <laughs> <laughs> most people or most people's breasts? <laughs> I don't know. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can I ask a question about that? I mean, once again, uh, if nobody ever commented or nobody ever said anything about them, would you just like them for what they were? Um, I guess so. Yeah, I would. Why? Uh, why would I like them? Yeah. If no one paid attention to them, um, just because I think they're like they, they're like it's something different than what other people have. <laughs> it's unique. unique for you. Okay. It's unique. There you go. This Helps set you apart from everybody else, I guess. Yeah, it sets me apart. Okay. All right, well, let's go. That's yeah, we, you know, we, we're half an hour into the show. We haven't had breasts yet. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah we definitely got to touch that right one. <laughs> uh, there's another joke in there, too. I'm not going to touch. <laughs> well, Axel, well, thanks a lot for calling. Stay on the line. We're going to uh, hook you up with a uh, fabulous prize pack courtesy of Olin Health Center. Before before you go to your next caller, I mean, do you guys accept that? I mean, I mean, she said because they're big, and she said they're because you know they're different than other folks. So how do you feel about that? Well, my sister has like the most ginormous boobs ever, and <laughs> she hates them because like she feels mm -hmm. like she can't like participate in sports or like just go anywhere without people just constantly staring at them. So I think it's good that she's accepted this about herself and. Mm -hmm. You know, she yeah. feels good about them. Because a lot of people don't. Because there may be women out there that have small breasts, but they're happy with that. Right. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. We got hand raising. Not, yeah. not everyone is happy with that. I'm more like the girl on the phone. But yeah. So, you know what? The thing is, I lost I my train of thought. You and me both. It's being at peace with Yeah. Well, but you know what? Another one of the questions that we have, I had, I'm compiling them for this week because last week I asked people, you know, what is the one body part on your partner 
that you find is the most attractive and the, and the biggest turn on? What do you think? Do people, that's the second half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can do that. Call and tell us what you think <laughs> the most attractive part on your partner is. Uh, what turns you on the most about that? Because it's strange what you get. Now, Aaron would love this because a lot of people write in and say feet. Oh, they say perfect. the feet on somebody else. But, but and Aaron's, Aaron's so, writing all those in. By I know, Aaron's probably writing all those in. <laughs> but very rarely in heterosexual relationships do men write that it's a woman's breast. And I think there's a perception out there that men are really just focused on women's breasts, and it's really not what most men look for. So now, did you now you're all looking at me. <laughs> so what are no, you that's not right. What are you talking to, Dennis? <laughs> so they look for feet? No, they look for feet. They look for eyes. Big time is eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, eyes. Smile. Smile. Uh, and just that whole, the, the jawline. Look for the jawline. <laughs> that sharp jawline. Kind of that jawline. <laughs> but very rarely do they put breasts down there as one of those points, you know, and... and Rhonda and I have talked about the the huge industry in breast augmentation and people getting their breasts fixed and getting them bigger and some making them smaller. But it's just like, you know, it's not, it's somewhat a misperception that men... But I think it's true, my understanding, for true for both men and women when they get certain parts enlarged. Um. <laughs> that, 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 where are you going with that this? Looking uh, at <laughs> because you have breast augmentation, right. you also have penile. Sure. Enlargement. And what the research shows that both genders tend to do it for themselves more than they mm-hmm. do it for the, by request of the partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure, uh, you know, we, we've touched upon, you know, where these, these body images come from. I'm sure that's a, a big source of that as well. You know, whether it's, you know, you mentioned it's not necessarily the partner, but it could be people around them or, you know, media. We, we mentioned their, that as well. Their perception of what's valued. Absolutely. Right. I can honestly say in 14 years of teaching, no woman in a heterosexual relationship has ever written down the penis as the most exciting part. In 14 years, 5,000 students have never said the penis is the most exciting yeah. yeah. They're terrifying. <laughs> it's not natural, I tell you. It's not natural. Uh, well, uh, here we go. We lost control of this one, Wes. Uh, I know, and, I, and I'm oh, to blame. That just you. Yeah. Last week. Oh, okay, yeah. So, yeah. Continuing on here. Certainly, yes. Let's let's rein control of this <laughs> crazy <laughs> show. Right. Well, I think we're moving on to a topic that, 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 that sounds sort of the most fun one that we've got. Oh, definitely, year. it is fun. It is fun, and it goes right along with body image. It's about food and sex, and food obviously goes along with body image because I mean, eating. You, sometimes you feel like you can't eat around someone um, because they'll think you're fat or something like that, and Food can be so much fun, especially in sexuality. You can have dinner with a partner, and there's just so much to go with it. So let's see, where do we start? There's actually research to show that women on the first six dates eat less Wow! when they first start dating someone because hmm. of the whole that's image of whether you're a large eater or not. And by that end of the sixth date, they're eating the same amount. They're more <laughs> comfortable that, that they normally eat, right? Yeah. But they what feel, if they're just nervous? Well, maybe I, 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 mean, I can't be, even There could be a lot of factors. Yeah, mm-hmm. Or they could be, you know, I would say from working with clients <laughs> that sometimes they would be worried if they eat too much, if they're anticipating <laughs> a sexual experience, yeah, that their stomach, full, would, they would stomach feel very conscious out. of their right. stomach because women are often, don't you agree, are very conscious oh, yeah. of their stomach. I think I had a hamburger and fries on my first date. <laughs> 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 <It was> like, <laughs> and it worked out apparently. There's different ends of the spectrum. Yeah, that's right. But no, you you touched upon something else too. And not in, in addition to you know obviously obviously using it in bed. I mean, it's it's definitely a great way to connect with someone. Yeah. I mean, even just normal relationships, business relationships, friendships, mm-hmm. whatever. People always get together over food, and I think that's yep. a good reason for Perfect it. Perfect time to communicate with their partner about mm-hmm. things you like, things you don't like. Sure. There is something sensual about food. A good yeah. meal is, I think, very sensual. Mm-hmm. But what, what, what is one thing we're missing about the, the good food? Why is it such an enhancer for a intimate relationship? What is it? Is it sensory? Is that yes, what it it's sensory. Yeah. What is it? Well, taste? taste? Taste it, you smell it, <laughs> yeah. touch it. Sense so. of smell. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. If you talk about research, I grabbed this because I was working on this, but you know, we, when we talk to students about what's the number, you know, top ten enhancers and detractors in sexual relationship, they put they put the sense of smell or as number two, as the number two enhancer for a sexual relationship. And they'll put odors as a number one detractor. <laughs> it's but true. it's the one, it's, we're only born with two senses that we really pre- predominate sense of smell and sense of touch. And sense of smell is so important. That's why food, many times meals, I mean, just think of a, a meal being created where you can smell that you, you uh, 
your mom might have cooked when you were younger. And it brings back all kinds of memories, but the sense of smell and food. <laughs> Maybe no, not the best food in bed. <laughs> the sense of smell is like one of the, uh, and that's why I think food and sex is such an important topic because, you know, a lot of the intimacy revolves around food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think it's a pretty interesting list. I mean, we touched upon this, uh, you know, during last exposure, but, uh, yeah, I think we kind of be uh, doing everybody a service. I think we kind of went down what some of these are, some of these, you know, pros and cons, some of the, the things well, that no, turn I, on. I, I know we want to concentrate on, on food and sex, and I think that's really a topic tonight, but sure. it's, it's important to know that, you know, as babies, babies really focus on the two senses, and that's touch and smell. That's why sometimes smell is so important. I mean, I hate the smell of cigarettes, yeah. but whenever I smell a Winston, I remember my mom when I was a baby because my mom used to smoke Winstons. Mm-hmm. And I'll smell, I'll smell a Winston. And it brings me back. It feels good. Like not that I, <laughs> I want to smoke it, but it reminds right. me of my mom. You know, but but the sense of smell is is really important. Uh, and if you see these two, we only do the two top two. Is sure. it's adequate foreplay is a number one enhancer. And not enough foreplay is number two detractor. So both senses, right. Right, two right. senses, smell and touch are so important. And you do that with food. You touch mm-hmm. food. I mean, the consistency of food to me is important. Yeah. I'm somebody who's just sorting thousands of tomatoes. I was, for the food bank, I was sorting tomatoes and going, oh, this is a nice tomato. <laughs> <laughs> No, they're not. Oh, this has got that breast looking as my nose. Yeah. <laughs> Turning red no, like that tomato. A, yeah. But honestly, Small Rhonda, you can, you can talk about to any of you the, the, the touch. When you, people touch food. You know, my, my, or even feeding your, each other food. Oh, exactly. I mean, that yeah. can be really, yeah. Yeah. really essential experience. Boy play, definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is uh, you know, high on our list of uh, you know, yeah. turn-ons and turn-offs, obviously. Yeah. I can't now, believe Christy said foreplay. That was great. Oh, hey. <laughs> you, you said that was like it's a first time. Right? <laughs> She's learning. You haven't said masturbation. <laughs> yeah, we, it's been you know it's been twenty minutes since we said. I think we were due. Um, no, well, now, now keeping on the same topic though, uh, you know something on the on the list that that, that kind of caught my eye. Uh, you know, food and sex. Uh, food can make you feel comfortable about eating your and your body image. Now, I would think that I mean we t- kind of touched on this that you know not eating as much during the first six dates. How does it make you more comfortable? Well, I mean, it, like, I don't know. I guess in the beginning it might not make you feel comfortable, but um, as Rhonda said, yeah, yeah, as Rhonda said, after the first six dates, they did start feeling more comfortable because once you start the communication in your relationship with another person, then you feel better about yourself and being able to eat and just feeling more comfortable with your body. Well, there's there's comfort in routine, too, and I think a lot of times when people get in a relationship... I know in my relationships that it's been that way where you end up going to the same place over and over again, the same restaurant or right. something like that. I know Rhonda can, <laughs> can adjust to going to the same to place. So I think that there's something in, there's comfort in that for sure. one example. There's a familiarity, right? Yeah. And, a, and a history of experiences. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sort of a tradition. I mean, you go, you walk in a place, it smells the same as it did when you first went there on your first date, that, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I also I mean, think cooking together yeah. can be a very sensual mm-hmm. experience. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if you've ever seen the movie No Reservations where they, they cook and mm-hmm. it's really quite, it is the whole, the way they, they picked, they um, shot it as well as just the color, and you can just almost see them smelling and tasting food, and it's completely sensual kind of. Mm-hmm. Or the movie Chocolate, which is a oh, of about food, is a very sensual kind of movie. Yeah. Worth a try. No, I, <laughs> I mean, worth yeah. a try. Yeah. Yeah. People probably don't think about it. Mm-hmm. What you're all talking about are, are different forms of intimacy. I mean, mm-hmm. like creation right. intimacy, getting together with your partner and actually building something, creating something. Mm-hmm. Or I think the thing about eating and meals is that. For men, I will say that I think more men are comfortable communicating over a meal because they're doing something else while they're actually communicating. So if, you, sometimes when you sit, and not all men, please don't write me. And women too, because <laughs> not, I, not, I Not all men, you know, a lot of men don't like to necessarily communicate one-on-one focus. They want to be doing something while they're communicating. And I think meals gives men, a lot, a lot of men, that opportunity to, you know, as Andrew was saying, there's comfort and routine, and you're sitting over it, and you know that's the time when you are going to talk because meals are the time when most people yeah. talk. So I think it's real important. Certainly. And now, you know, of course, we're, we're talking about food and, and uh, its connection with relationships and sex. And if you've got a, a comment about that, the number 432-3893. And, of course, uh, in addition to that, we also have a running th- question of the night. Uh, what is the thing you like most about your body? We're still waiting for some more great calls. And we're going to up the ante. We're going to stick oh, here we in go. a complimentary massage by Douglas J. All yeah, right. all right. Get that in there, and we'll throw some other extra fruity, well, fruity picture things of Wes. Of course, yes. of course. Yeah. Sign picture of Wes with his outer <laughs> thighs, just both. Yeah. <laughs> and, my, and my chiseled so, jawline. But no breasts. No. Yeah, sorry. i got to draw the line somewhere. <laughs> Call in either about your favorite body part. Your partners. Or- 
or your partner's, or your partner's excellent. When it turns you on. When you find attractive. Yeah. Right, right. Absolutely. Well, now, uh, you know, the f- subject of food, of course, food can be used is, as an aphrodisiac. Uh, now, of course, we're all familiar, familiar with the, uh, the cliches of, like, you know, oysters and things like that. I mean, is there any truth to that? Is that uh, anybody? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, they say it's... And that there's a lot um, of truth in it, but it could be all in your head. Um, some things. <laughs> I it's in your mouth. There could be <laughs> truth. Seriously. I don't know. I mean, checker. I believe it. Personally, That's hard right there. Well, a lot of sex, I mean, it is mental. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Right. Um, but you if know. If you believe it works, it works. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> and I did some researching online. Um, I did find out that some foods have ingredients that kind of work with your body, like oysters. Um, I know that's a big aphrodisiac that people talk about all the time. They apparently have a high level of zinc, and zinc is a mineral that's needed for testosterone production. So I guess, Hmm. you know, eat oysters. Most most males don't need any more testosterone. That's probably true, yeah. But don't miss the other part of it, because part of it is the sensuous nature of the actual act of eating oysters. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about it. I mean, you see that in the movies and stuff where people are putting them in their mouth and the other partner's watching them and you slurp them down. That has a lot to do with sensuality. Oh, is that sensual? That's why I've always wanted to Without the slurp, I could do There's a spectrum, okay? There's a spectrum. But but the actual visual watching somebody eat. You know, we... we, we, We see the... We see the eating of bananas, and we always laugh about eating bananas because they're phallic and yeah. stuff like that. But that part asparagus is very too. sensuous. It is. Yeah, asparagus. Asparagus yeah. has yep. the same Carrot shape. Carrot too. shape. Right. That. So that's pretty much hitting all the senses right there. That's you know, it's, it's looking like something, it's tasting, it's smelling, it's touching. As long as it's a ripe banana. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Not too ripe. But it really does. I mean, it's got the texture, it's got the size. It's got right. the how ripe? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Could be more specific. Well, so now you, you said that so oysters have, have high amounts of zinc, which yeah. you said is, is good for testosterone production. Were there any yeah, others? That's what they say. Yeah. Were there others on your list that you found that uh, people use uh, um, regularly? It, bananas. Not only right. the shape, but they have vitamins that help with hormone production. Oh. Um, and chocolate actually produces a, a stimulant that's similar to like natural endorphins. And I think that's actually been proven. I read that. Right. That one actually times. is. So, <laughs> rest. The other yeah. stuff we might be making. Yeah. 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 Up till now, the entire show has well, been Rhonda been would false. definitely say the chocolate one works because dark, her, her dark office chocolate. is filled with chocolate. Oh, dark chocolate is many more health benefits. Well, now we got someone calling up right now. Uh, we, we've had so many questions right. tonight. I'm not sure which one they're calling up to answer. Let's, let's find them. out. <laughs> so, uh, what, what is, yeah, exactly. What is, what is your favorite color? No, uh, what, what do you got uh, on your mind tonight for sex exposure? Um, I just wanted to make a comment about my favorite body part is my stomach. Oh, really? Great. That's great. That's great. Yes, and actually because it's deceptively strong. I used to have a six-pack <laughs> back in high school when I was pretty much a big athlete, and I had, don't work out as much as I should anymore, so it's got a nice little layer of soft pudge there, and I, I like it. Because <laughs> it's, it's nice. Soft and it's feminine, but it's also strong at the same time. That's very feminine. Yeah. That's right. That's good. I'm glad you're that talking about... That is actually normal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have that little bit of well, that. I'm, I'm glad you're talking organs. about the outer part of your stomach. And for a minute there, you said my stomach. I was, you know, stomachs really aren't that pretty. <laughs> <laughs> so really what you're talking about is the <laughs> lower abdomen. Abdominal area. Abdomen. Right. Yeah, my abdominal area. I've got a little scar on my abdominal area, too, which I used to hate, but I love. I mean, it's... It's a part so of your what, character. It's a part of me now. Yes. So, so, you, said, you said you used to hate it. What, what kind of turned your opinion about it? Um, actually, just, I used to think it was ugly, and I didn't really have much confidence in my body overall, but the strange thing is, since I've gained a little weight since coming into college, I actually appreciate my body more. I don't really know why that is, it's hmm. just not striving for that perfection, that ideal that everyone hmm. says people should measure up to, it's just That's it's very freeing. It is very freeing, and that's an excellent way to say it. When people yeah. get to that point, it's so freeing. And it's it's a really Definitely. great way to describe it. And I would t- I would just ask that you take that around that body image around with you wherever you go because you're going to meet a lot of people in your lifetime that are going to don't feel not the be same like way. that mm-hmm. and you know you could really make an impact on them. Now on sex exposure, we never uh, assume that anyone's sexually active or that you have a partner. But if you had a partner, what's their body part that would turn you on the most? Actually, my boyfriend's stomach turns me on the most as well. It's a match made in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I like stomachs. So I don't know. <laughs> Whatever That's works. Good. That's wow. good. And so, so tell us the body part that really uh, you don't like. That I don't like. That, that, it would that is a detractor. That's 
my knees. knees. They're very knees. knobby, and I just don't really like how they look. And they've, they're very weak. I think that's also part of what I don't like about them. They've twisted and failed me many times. Oh. <laughs> Disappointing. But you'll notice that she was right there with the, what she liked, Those and then had to really knees. think about what she didn't. That's good. That's, yeah, that's, we were talking I about like that it. earlier, that people... Are actually usually the opposite. So yeah, it's a very healthy outlook. Absolutely. Well, that's a that's a really great answer that we got for all three of our questions there. Really. Now, real quick, before while we still got you on the line, is there an aphrodisiac that you like? An aphrodisiac. Yeah. Um. Definitely strawberries. Strawberries. Oh, strawberries. Oh. Oh, why strawberries? This is interesting. <laughs> Might be too personal. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> answer that one. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's safe. All right. Well, appreciate your call. That was fantastic. Now stay on the line, and we'll definitely hook you up with uh, with the prize pack courtesy of Olin Health Center, which includes, what, what is it, Dr. D? We're going to be a complimentary massage from Douglas J. For you awesome. and your partner. Yeah. Excellent. Great. Putting two of them in there. Cool. We'll stay on the line. We'll hook you up with, with Kevin, nice and he'll day. give you all the details. But you talk, you talk about food and body parts. I mean, the strawberries comes from actually using your body as a plate. Or actually to eat oh, off. Yeah. I mean, p- many people do that. They use that as part of the foreplay and the intimacy, mm-hmm. you know, as long as you don't use forks Probably. and knives. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. plastic knives. Right. <laughs> Even so. <laughs> well, now, so we, we were talking about the list. Is there Are there others? You mentioned, uh, let's see, oysters and, and bananas. I mean, what what else have people have told you? Well, I hope no one gets mad at me for mentioning wine, but... You know, 21 and up. <laughs> of course. Down. No one and, under 21 does, right. drinks wine. In so a moderate funny. amount. Because a glass of wine is fine to celebrate with, and that heightens your senses, senses and also relaxes you. Hmm. That's also been proven. So those two are chocolate it's and wine. Wine and are, chocolate. Are definite aphrodisiacs. Rod is in seventh heaven now. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? Yep. Well, you mentioned uh, asparagus earlier, too. There's other, I mean, these are like some ones that, you know, there's some, there are foods that, you know, obviously we've mentioned some of the common ones, but there's other things that are sort of specific to, to certain people, too. We're actually doing. We're yeah. actually putting together a program at Olin, combining the nutrition team with a sexual health team called Sexual Appetites. Really? Now, it's, what's that all about? Well, we're in the process of forming it, but it's oh. about the sexuality of food mm-hmm. and aphrodisiacs included in that. And so it's um, should be interesting. Should be very interesting. Very fun <laughs> program to go to. Excellent. It's really it really is a match made in heaven yeah. because both experiences uh, should be about sensuality. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be about sex as much as they're about sensuality. sensuality. I mean, eating when you do it with a partner can be a very sensuous experience. Uh, same, with, same with sex. You know, too often people focus on the mechanics of sex and don't focus on the sensuality of it. Mm-hmm. So they're both, I mean, it's a match made in heaven. I mean, geez. Yes. How fun. Like, what, really, what could be better? Take your time. Or well, skydiving could be better. Skydiving. <laughs> yeah. Okay, maybe that. So we'll keep the sex exposure audience updated on the sexual appetite program right. absolutely it's a great name though if nothing else if you're still working on, on what it's all about you've definitely arrived on a great name yeah. i think gotta start somewhere <laughs> now there's a point on here i have to ask you all uh, okay. oh is this a round table right. well it says also can be a good way to start foreplay sharing dinners can be a good way to start foreplay now what do you mean by that <laughs> feeding each other or just feeding each other yeah that's a way be. of foreplay yeah. Jacket, that'd be good. Um, okay. You guys taking pointers out there in Radio Land? I'm writing this down right now. how yeah. I use food as a... <laughs> or it could be just the, the sitting down in candlelight, a little glass of wine, nice dinner, great pasta meal, good spices. Chocolate, too. You said wine. Chocolate. Yeah. Good conversations. Rice. Maybe right. a glass of wine if you're over 21. And, you know, mood music. <laughs> yeah. It's a good opportunity to just have good communication, too. Right. And talk about your and, and to sort of lengthen the experience over a meal so mm-hmm. that it, you sort yeah. of lead up into it. and uh, Get some ideas in your head, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sort of anticipation that, sometimes. Yeah. So that shared experience, too. I mean, I found that, you know, uh, it, it's fun to, to try and make new meals with, right. with, you know, okay. with my girlfriend. Like, you know, yeah, because you're, you're oh, trying yeah. something new, and it's also including that, that sort of sensual element, too. I mean, but what a dichotomy there. You know, it's funny because when you come back from the weekend and you see you know, fellow staff members or you see your friends, you know, and they all want to talk about, what a great meal I had Saturday night. But nobody ever comes in and says, what a great sex I had Sunday <laughs> evening. Well, that's just implied. That's too bad. Yeah. grammar. Why would someone say that? <laughs> but seriously, I mean, what does that say? I mean, they're both very sensuous experiences. I mean, personal I, thing, though. It feels well, true. So is eating a personal thing. <laughs> yeah, but I so but I'll eat in public. Said in public more often. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the study says there's a lot of MSU students do it in public. So. Oh. But but uh, seriously, oh. they're very. Se- it's it's a very sensuous show, yeah. experience, both of them. Mm-hmm. Well, they can be, but sometimes I think that eating and meals together with a partner can be more sensuous than the sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because okay. a lot of people think that it's mechanical, and 
No, I think the sensuality of the whole experience is, is what's important. I agree. Yeah. Now, do you hear uh, do your folks when they come into Olin, you know, asking questions about sex? I mean, do you, do you hear them mention things like this, like about uh, you know turn ons and turn offs? I mean, obviously your your research tells you this, but I mean, do they do they get into the specifics of this with you, or is this? Uh, I love it. I, people have a. I shouldn't say that. Uh, <laughs> there are a certain percentage of students who have a very screwed up uh, vision <laughs> of intimacy. Is that, a, is that a scientific term? Screwed yeah, up. Screwed up. <laughs> Can we well, say that? You know, doctor, okay. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I'm not done. I just... To, mo- yes. to, most people, to most people, they think intimacy is only sex, when intimacy is really what we've been talking about tonight, mm-hmm. is that relationship you have either with food or with another person where you know a lot about it and you feel comfortable with it. And, you know, it's really a good experience. I mean, there's like 12 different types of intimacy. And, and you know, and the sensuousness of food and sharing meals with folks is... To me, one of the tops. I, every Friday night, I go with my dear partner out to, to eat. And it's one of the best experiences we have. We look forward to it because we get to sit and talk. We get to share a meal. And it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was saying anything about sex. But <laughs> <laughs> you don't talk about it either. Next yeah. week, stay tuned. <laughs> <Yeah, I'll, I'll laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have to go home tonight. <laughs> but, but it is. I know. I think it's possible. If, if people in long-term relationships, they kind of examine. There's probably times when you've gone out and you've had a meal together. And you felt closer with your partner then than after the, a, a time that you've had sex. It's just it's there's different intimacies for different mm-hmm. times, mm-hmm. and uh, have, sharing a meal together, just being able to talk with someone, and communicating really sort of. It, it can be. Level, it can right? be. Yeah. It can be yeah. way more imp- intimate than. The, and that's been sort of the theme the for the night, I think, too. That communication, whether it's mm-hmm. you know how how do I look in this, or you know what what kind of turns you on, things like that. I mean, it's it's definitely important to keep that 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 level of communication. Open. Yeah, I know we don't have a lot of time left. I kind of like you guys talking about Ruby and, and yeah, I was just looking at sources you have and stuff. One of you guys, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Ruby um, is a student organization on campus. Uh, stands for Respecting and Understanding Body Image. Kind of overhauled it and. We're getting started again. Uh, the first meeting is Wednesday, October 24th at 7 p.m. Um, C101 Wells Hall. For more information, you can check out the Olin, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Olin website. And it's about promoting positive body image and positive relationships with food here on campus. So if this is something that interests you, just know that that's available. Um, that's available for So now, what does that entail? I mean, is it just, is it discussing, you know, issues that people have, or is it, you know, being active and, and, and changing things? Do you know, Rhonda, do The you best way I would describe it, it's not a support group, it's an activist group. Okay. It's really challenging norms and perceptions about weight and food, dieting, eating, um, and body image. It's also a resource for people who are looking for ways to deal with their own issues. Again, it's not a support group. It's an activist group trying mm-hmm. to get out there and reach people, but also challenging the sort of social, cultural norm around those issues. So now on, on campus, where do you see the source of a lot of that coming from? Wow, I mean, without pointing fingers. We got, we got <laughs> two minutes. Can you do it in two minutes? <laughs> How about everywhere? Okay, that's I often that's tell nice. students, just, just move to another country because it'd probably just be easier. Yeah, <laughs> so absolutely. That's the best way I could. Well, it sounds like, I mean, it's, it's, I think that's definitely a, a, a It's a definitely group that, a that very, there's a need very for. Um, serious issue for some, but mm-hmm. certainly a very common issue for many. And men and women are both welcome. We really want to do everything. When you talk about earlier about a $50 billion diet industry, which includes all the things that make people feel bad about their body in many ways or how they can get it better mm-hmm. um, when it's probably fine the way it is, we're trying to really counter that. So on a much lower budget. <laughs> if, if we were to go around the room for just a minute and each of you would say uh, some advice to maybe freshmen or sophomores, you're mostly upper class women and men. Well, now you're a graduate. What would you what, what would you tell them about body image? What would you say to them? Um, I would say, I mean, don't always compare yourself to someone else. I, I mean, everyone has their own struggle every day when they look in the mirror. You know, it's, sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's harder. But you know, the best you can do is the best you can do. And so, just really care about yourself because that's all, that's all you have, really, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have to say that you know. Instead of focusing on the outside, maybe you should focus on the inside because when you meet someone, they're not looking at your outside as much as they're looking at your inside, and I think that's pretty important. So, Yeah, I would just say that um, the foundation is a base for something that keeps you strong, and that's <clears throat> your foundation is your inside. If you peel away all the outside layers, um, the most important part is what 
is what who you are and the outside just doesn't it doesn't make you who you are and tell yourself that every day if it's something that you struggle with because it's so true yeah i would say learning to love your body and being comfortable can be hard and might take time but don't give up and keep doing it i would say just uh, enjoy food eat what you want <laughs> Kicking well easier than that. <laughs> That's the mail we brought on. The <laughs> well, uh, again, I want to wrap things up here, but I want to, before we go, I want to thank everyone for being here. The entire cast and crew of the uh, Olin Health Center <laughs> here in the house. Uh, Thanks for having us. Uh, absolutely, for having us. Rhonda, November Kara, 6. Chris, Christy, Jackie, Andrew, and of course Dr. D are. Our special guest, as always, <laughs> fearless leader, exactly. In case you missed any of exposure, of course, the show is always available on, on uh, uh, podcast on our website, Impact eighty nine FM. Uh, we do this every, the first Tuesday of every month, so be sure to tune in for that. And of course, Impact Exposure is always on Tuesday, seven p.m. to eight p.m. Uh, again, everybody, thanks a lot for uh, for coming by and telling us about uh, so many great things: food and sex and aphrodisiacs thanks, and Wes. body image and all that. Uh, we're going to turn things over now to the uh, progressive torch and twang here in the Impact. So be sure to stay tuned for that, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.